good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the home episode. Uh, with me as always, actually, he's not here with us today. We don't have Cobb. Just Matt and I getting it done. Matt, Tom, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Good to see you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the podcast, we're back in action, Cobb's down, uh, making his way to the renegade Burning Man, I hope the man stays safe. <laughs> uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I uh, emcee the fight on Emerald Queen, we have our next one coming up on September 11th at Cageport MMA, uh, our first guest tonight is going to be on that card, uh, Albert Taravolson? Uh, correct. Correct, Very there cool. we go. Alright, Albert, so... Your record stands at seven one and one. First of all, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. We we very much appreciate it. Of course, thanks for having me. Uh, so your record seven one and one, but you've had a five year layoff. So my first question is like, what's the uh, what's the feeling getting back in a cage for you know for a real fight? Is it nerves? Is it excitement? What, like what's going on? Yeah, I think it's more of an excitement, and uh, I just can't wait to show off my skills and everything that I learned in these five years. Uh, I did take probably last two and a half years, I was very active in the gym. Uh, the other two and a half, I was busy building my business. So, um, you know, mentally, I never left permanently. I, I just left to come back. So mentally, I was pretty much just kind of, okay, okay, I'm going to get this thing done, get back in the cage, get this thing done. Get, I didn't plan for it to be five years. It just kind of happened. But I've been, you know, I've been back in the gym, been very active at least uh, two and a half years. So uh, very, very excited to be back. And I think that um, my skills have improved so much and um, just want to just want to test it out. Yeah, well, and in your defense, I mean, the last year and a half, two years, you couldn't really uh, I don't think any of us were prepared for that. I mean, that's <laughs> there's something you could do. You yeah. can fights that you have. I had COVID twice. You had COVID twice? twice? I had twice, beginning of 2020, the entire year, my lungs were kind of messed up. So that kind of set, set me back a little bit. And then this year, I was supposed to fight it to July 24th uh, for the title. And I had to pull out a week and a half before going to the gym. I get home, fever started. Um, seven days straight, I had a 104 fever. Just, it was like almost death. <laughs> and um, I had to pull out. So um, I've had it twice. Wow. I mean, I got to be honest with you. You're one of the few people I've talked to that's had it twice. I'm like, was it was it worse the first time or the second time? First time was quick. So I recovered very fast. Second time was way worse. No kidding. And that's why. So, I mean, Christ almighty, you've been fighting this year already without even getting in the cage yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I know, I know you have a good following. Pal Quest and uh, George are both fired up. They're like, you got to talk to Albert. What's uh, what's what's your, you know, you go to the gym. Which what's your favorite style? Do you, you prefer to stand up? Are you make sure you mention your gym? Are you more you like to get on the ground? Jiu-jitsu? What's what should people expect to see out of you? You know, I think I think I am perfectly balanced right now. Um, for many years, I started as a wrestler to a jujitsu guy. 
And then I kind of moved away from it because I love striking a lot more. And so, and then my jujitsu got worse. Now I'm doing this, you know, uh, I'm splitting that evenly uh, each day of the week and I'm taking both very seriously. So um, every week it's three to four practice each, you know, jujitsu wrestling and and, uh, striking. I actually train at a very pure Muay Thai gym that has MMA all the program. It's called uh, Warrior Strength. It's actually right by my office. And then I got a, I'm training a 10th planet with one of the best jujitsu guys, in my opinion, in the world, uh, Nate Orchard. So um, I've, I've, that took my game to a whole another level training with him. And so is uh, with, with Belton, our, our coach at Warrior Strength. Um, just pure Muay Thai, the, the traditional Muay Thai, mixing that with my style. I'm a big Dominic Cruz fan with the footwork. Um, just trying to put my flavor into this uh, Muay Thai to mix it up in MMA. I think that I'm comfortable both ways. I can take it to the ground. I can stand up. Uh, and that's why I'm so excited about it is I, I can just fight anywhere. I can fight from my back. Uh, my back game is really good from the from the top. I think that my ground and power is unstoppable. Um, um, I, I think I have very vicious elbows that, that I finished Dennis Hallman with. Um, and just everywhere. Every day, my goal is to just level up my game um, because there is levels to this game, of course. And just closer to the fight is when I really focus on being fit and, and on my cardio. But anything, you know, far away from a fight is all about every day just leveling up my skills. Yeah. And I was going to say, Muay Thai, I mean, is devastating. Those knees and elbows. And, like, I feel like when MMA started, you saw a lot more of it. It seems like over the years, people have kind of gotten away from it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I actually have some plans to compete in Muay Thai, too. Nice. Uh, again, we're talking with uh, Albert Tara Bolson. And I'm, I'm getting better at it, Albert. Close it up. Yeah. Close it up. Better. <laughs> <laughs> again, Albert will be on the card uh, September 11th down at the Emerald Queen Casino for Cage Short. Now, listen, we're two weeks out from the fight. Generally, I have people on, and I, I, I some people say I shouldn't ask, but I got to ask, like, what's, how much weight do you cut? Are we there yet? Like, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to hide. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bigger 170 pounder. I fought 155 before. Back in high school, I wrestled 215. So I've, I've mastered the weight cut, I would say. Uh, it, I haven't cut it for five years, so I don't know how my body will be. But I've mastered the weight cut for a long time. I've put it all, you know, it's, it's, it's by each time, you know, each, each hour, each day, how much weight I should be. So what I eat, it, you know, it becomes very easy for me, especially with 10 years of wrestling. Um, so I'm cutting about around from 17 to 20 pounds. All right. And have you started that this week or is that all just like a one week, just cut it in a few days? No, I, I like to I like to slowly go down. And the last few days, I like to cut maybe ten pounds. Last few days, um, this week, I like to just walk around three or four pounds less than my regular walking wage. So um, I, I choose different type of foods to eat. I do a little more cardio, uh, and then the fight week, I I have my whole process. I actually um, did done a bunch of Zoom calls with Mike Dolce. He's done a lot of. Sure. diets for a lot of ufc fighters so he put me on a plan and and you know i've i've kind of been following what how he does it and he cut 45 pounds for his own fight so you know 17 isn't a problem for me 
Yeah, Dolce's a he's a goddamn legend in the MMA world, man. Yeah. Dolce Tyre. Yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt's a, a trainer as well. But let's say I know uh, what's his name. It's always eating all the edibles. Rogan's boy, Diaz. Uh, like he's oh, Joey. Talking, yeah, Joey Diaz is always having him on too. And I want to say Dolce's a. I think he's like man. I think he's an East Coaster. I think he's a Jersey boy. Yeah, he just bought a house. He just bought a, a house there on the on the ocean. He used to be in Vegas. All right. Howard, you grew up out here? Or are, are you an East Coaster as well? No, no. I'm, I'm here from Washington. I actually moved to the United States 14 years ago, from straight from Armenia. All right. Um, and I've been in Kent since then. Sure, moving to Renton next month, but I'm a local guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I've been here about 16 years. So we're like, I'm with you. Like after about 16 years, I got the beard. I could be a brewer. I'm like, I'm a I'm a real local now. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I love well, Washington. I don't see myself living anywhere else. Yeah, I mean the Northwest is great, especially. I mean, this summer was hot, but the last couple, like it's like all oh, September in Seattle. I tell everybody, this is when you want to. This is when you want to live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, a couple more questions. Number one, you talk about uh, attacking from your back. Is that? Like being comfortable on your back, I know in jiu-jitsu that's a big deal, but I mean, is that just amount of time practice? Is there a mental trick to calm down when you got another grown man on top of you trying to punch you, or is it just practice? I think it's just practice. I think it's a style too, jiu-jitsu style. Tenth Planet program specifically, and, and my coach Nate, he teaches us to, the way we roll jiu-jitsu is constantly attack. And also Tenth Planet has a perfect system to to make the guy not be able to punch you when they're on top. So okay. with all okay. that, with all that mixing up, um, I've worked a lot on my back game. I can stand up with my wrestling or I can just be on my back and throw submissions or, or elbows and lock the guy in. And I'm very comfortable there. All right. Do you have, uh, do you have, do you prefer, I mean, look, obviously the goal number one is to get back in there and get a W, but do you have a way you prefer like, would you rather knock somebody out? Is there is there joy in putting them to sleep? Is there something you prefer? You know, I never had a one punch knockout, so All that right. would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, after doing so much, you know, Muay Thai and ground, most of my fights have been TKOs and and submissions. Um, I've, I've rarely gone to decisions, so um, I'd like to I like to test out my striking a little bit, and then we'll see where the fight goes. Don't wanna. I do have plans. I have I have a game plan, but I don't want to share a little, too much too much in here. No, in no, case no. Opponent is listening. <laughs> right. you, you talk, I agree with you 100. Don't give anything away. We, but you know, we had a you know every promotion had a long layoff, and the last fights we had about a month ago it was funny. The second fight, the dude was like, I thought he was just kind of taking his time and just kind of waiting, and then I was like, he's got to let his hands go. So he ends up with a with a knockout in the third round. And I saw him backstage and he was like, he's like, man, it was my debut. He was like, I was just trying to soak it in. So like, do you have those conscious moments too, where you're in the middle of a fight that you can kind of just stand there for a second and breathe and be like, holy cow, like I'm, I'm in front of these people fighting. You know, um, it, it's hard to fight the, the nerves, you know, it, it gets you, you know, so um Many, some fights I've been really, really nervous where I just walking out like, what the hell am I doing here? I don't have to fight. You know, I have a career. I have everything going on. And some fights I just, 
get there, I'm like, man, I just can't wait till this thing starts. And those are my ba- best fights and best performances. Uh, I feel like the ones that I, that I lost the last few times in my career, those have been the ones that I pretty much lost in my head way before the fight started. So because of that, because knowing that, I've learned to control that in my head because it's all in here. Sure. So I've learned to to be able to control, you know, my nerves and that. Of course, you're going to get nervous, but during the fight, my mistakes have been being even too calm. I've never okay. gotten too angry, too pumped up. Actually, mine is the opposite. Both times I lost, I felt like I was a little too calm. I should have freaked out a little bit earlier. I should have been a little more aware. Um, but I, I, I'm learning to keep the balance. I feel like we, once we get nervous during the fight, it's it's weird because um, because you know it's like you're trying to think and you feel a little slow. You know, it's the 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 adrenaline kind of makes you feel slow, even though you're fast when you watch the tape. Oh, I'm fast. I'm doing good. But during a fight, I feel slow mo. Even the guy punches, I feel you know I feel slow mo. You don't feel pain. It's it's a lot different. It's um, these five years I've been really thinking about how am I going to mentally be ready for the next one. Yeah. Well, and Matt's heard the story a thousand times, but years ago I, I boxed somebody in the Emerald Queen Casino, like another radio guy. So not, not nearly what you're doing. But when I tell people, I go, look, I have drank plenty of dr- beers in my life and done a few other things. I go, it, nothing has ever shocked me as much as just that that curtain opened and that adrenaline dump. It was like I blacked out and like, yeah, it's hard to explain to people like that. That's such a hard thing to mentally prepare for that adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, my walkout music helps me a lot. Oh, nice. Were you going to say that? Yeah. Ted's walked out on stage in front of 30,000 people at the gorge and taken the microphone and talked to them all. Like, it, uh, just I've gone on front of on a stage in front of a hundred people and like blacked out with adrenaline. So like Ted's had some adrenaline dumps. Like the idea of being on stage at the Gorge or White River Amphitheater and having that mic in your hands would terrify most people. And then you're like, yeah, no, going out there is a totally different thing when you're ready to fight. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's why, like, I, I mean, you can see the Seahawks flag behind me. Like, I'm a big sports fan, but that's why people like fighters so much. Cause it's for most people, right? And Albert, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, if they ever get in a fight in their life, it's going to be a bar fight. It happens in two seconds or something. As opposed to Albert here has set an appointment months in advance and been like, oh, we're going to be even. We're going to go meet each other and fight. Like, that's a different mental thing. I agree. No, I, I 100% agree with you. It's, when you and and during, during those months, you constantly think about this guy, you know. Yeah. Like, if I go to sleep and I close my eyes, as soon as I think about walking out or the fight or, or a few moves, right? I'm gonna do my heart rate goes up to like 90 to 100, like instantly. So you have to really force yourself not to think about it because you catch yourself just eyes open, like fighting in your head, you know, like on a Tuesday trying to go to sleep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh oh he's still there all right yeah, uh, sorry, a couple th- getting a call. no way uh, a couple quick things i'll let you go uh do you change your entrance music or do you stick with the same like kind of song all the time i change it up sometimes um for the most part i keep it the same 
All right. And then I ask everybody, I go, all right. So it's, it's, it's uh, September 11th. The fight's over. You've, you've got your hand raised in victory. What, Albert, what are you looking forward to that night? Is it, is it a beer? Is it a pancake? Is it pizza? Like what, what's like, all right, I did the work. Now I get to go celebrate. What's that for, like for you? Uh, probably have a scoop of ice cream with the, with the cookie, you know, on top of a cookie. Um, but, uh, to me, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at this as a career. Uh, we have some good talks with other, you know, bigger leagues on UFC fight pass, um, yeah. either fight for cage port constantly and some of these leagues. So I'm just kind of looking at this as a one step closer to my ultimate goal. Um, I'm, I'm, I enjoy every bit of it. I enjoy the camp. If I never get to my goal, I'm a happy man. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't really look at my life past this fight right now. So it's, it's just this fight right now. I, I love it. That's, that's one of the best answers we've got. I've, we've had some guys on that are already planning their meals, and I don't know that they won that fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah. I, like, I like where your head's at. Like, people... You know, we'll put this out. People can't see it, but it's funny. Like you're, you're, you know, obviously you're a serious man when it comes to your sport and your craft, but also you can see you smiling. I'm like, oh, he, he's ready. He, he wants to go do this. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so you can watch Albert uh, again September 11th. That's Cage Fort MMA down at the Emerald Queen Casino. Uh, by the way, you're gonna love the new setup, man. I don't know if you've seen the new casino. It looks awesome. That showrooms sparkling like it's it's gonna be a fun night man i can't wait to watch i can't it. wait i can't <laughs> wait uh all right we'll take a break here and then uh we'll come back and my, matt and i'll do a little you know our normal stuff all right good to go awesome guys thank you yeah, so man. much yeah man. awesome thanks a lot albert yeah thanks for yeah. coming on and seriously man it, it'll be fun to watch you fight man thank you guys appreciate it we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys there then yeah hey, man oh. take care by the way, text yeah. me uh, text me your socials and stuff. So when we put this out, we can tag you and everything. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks right, a lot, Albert. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. See ya. All right. As always, thank you to our sponsors. Uh, yeah, Cage Ford MMA. It's going to be uh, September 11th down at uh, Emerald Queen. Get down there. And Matt and I were just saying, like, man, Albert, he's ready. Like, I wish people could have seen the look in his eyes. I was like, that. That guy, you can hear it in his voice. He, he's ready to rock. Even over Zoom, I was intimidated. Yeah, right. He was very nice. He was like, really nice. And somehow I was still like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he strikes you as one of those dudes you meet where it's like, we're, we're never going to mess with him. Yep. Nope. <laughs> not even a doubt. Okay. So I did go to the uh, – oh, there you go. I'm texting me his socials. Again. Nice. Uh, I did go to the Seahawks game on Saturday. Uh, first of all, thanks to everybody that said hello. I saw you at Sluggers or at the game. But most importantly, Sunday I got up and I went to the Evergreen State Fair up in Monroe. Ooh. So, Matt, a couple thoughts I had about the fair. Number one, Cobb's right. The people watching is amazing. Did you know in small towns, like, you don't see a lot of golf people. Like, there's a lot of golf chicks at the fair. And I was like, okay. Golf chicks. Golf. Like golf. Yeah, golf, not golf. Oh, I heard golf. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in my own bias and Zoom. But yeah, golf chicks at the fair is a thing, huh? Yeah, that's what I was like. It's got to be just the small town of like Monroe. No offense, you're from Monroe. So I was like, I thought that look was over. Like, nope, still here. Really? Yeah. I, how, what age range? 
Uh, I mean, I'd say some in their early 20s, but I'd say the bulk of them were like, you know, same thing, like teenagers. Wow. Goth is in. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I mean, we got cargos and goth are back in. I, from what I could tell, yes. Things move in cycles. <laughs> no. Girls are back on kind of baggy jeans. Skinny Cor- jeans yeah. are over. Skinny jeans are over. I did just curse there. You're going to have to mark that. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I threw in an S-bomb. Uh, yeah, skinny jeans are definitely out. Jeans are a little baggier. Not, I mean, they still look good. But yeah, I noticed that in my neighborhood. Uh, we were talking about Capitol Hill is not a big brawl area. But at, the other funny thing at the fair, too, is you can tell Seattle people versus people that don't live in Seattle. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I'm the same way, but I was just like, God damn. Like, the, the Seattle people stick out at the fair in Monroe. I bet. Um, can you... It, and do you think it's mostly like Seattle and then local to Monroe or just other suburb type places too? I'd say it's other suburb type places. Like I'm sure there's people there from Stanwood or whatever, but like, yeah, it's just, you can just tell the difference. Like this sounds bad as I'm a Seattle person. Like I'm sure I come off like a yuppie to people. Like, I'm just like, yeah, you could tell they drove up from the city. <laughs> Well, then you have some self-awareness, right? If you can recognize the other ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not above being like, yeah, I mean, also some of this probably applies to me. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. I mean, it's like when I was in South Carolina, it's like, right, like I'm in, I mean, I'm in a polka dot shirt. Like there's nobody else down here rocking this polka dot shirt in this bar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. I did get, uh, well, this won't shock you. I found a beer garden pretty quickly. Yep. <clears throat> Definitely. Uh, you'll appreciate this. Like we move tables, right? It's, uh, right. Some other people had kids, so they couldn't come in the beer garden. So we moved over to stand kind of on the rail next to them. And then, uh, this other woman like sits down and like a friend of mine that I was with is like, she just offered me a shot of fireball, but it's a beer garden. They don't have liquor. And this woman's just wearing like jean shorts and a t-shirt. So I just look at my friend and I go, where is she hiding the fireball? That is worrying me. Wow. Did you find out? We, we did not. We passed okay. on that one. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no pun intended. But I was just like, I was like, man, where is she hiding the fire? Like, do I want to know? Do I not want to know? Like, you're I'm not you're sure. at least curious. From the sound of things. I would say this much. I assume that fireball would have been warm. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so there was security at the gate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely uh, definitely got a scone in. Okay. Got in, a, uh, got in some corn on the cob, which I realized fair corn is so good because they're just dipping the whole ear of corn in butter. The whole ear? Yeah. Wow, that'll trap it better, huh? Yeah, that's why I was just like, why is this so much better? And it's like, oh, yeah, because see, see him dipping it in there. I was like, yeah, that makes a whole whole difference. Butter's really good. Yeah, and then, Matt, you'll probably appreciate this. I was just obsessed with the name of the corn place. I was like, we got to go to the Shuck Shack. Shuck, Shuck Shack. Shack? Yes. That is a great name. There's... <laughs> There's a lot of corny names out there for something like that. And I feel like Shuck Shack is really, really top notch. 
right? I just couldn't stop saying it. Like, oh, you'll find us over at the Shuck Shack. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's a fun one. Um, so Scones Corn on the Cob, was that it on the fair foods? There was talk, there was like crazy talk last week. And there was uh there was crazy talk, but uh we had a uh we shared a pulled pork sandwich, but I won't lie to you. During the middle of the day, it was pretty sunny and my uh my stomach was struggling a little bit. So it was like the idea of eating something deep fried, I was like, no, that's not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, you know, for po- I'm looking for podcast fodder here, but as your nutrition coach, like nice work listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing what's right out there. Uh <laughs> Right. Definitely. Uh, and they had like towards the evening time, they had like a 30 minute version of a log show, which was pretty cool. A log show. Yeah. So there's like log shows. So it's like, like they start with like throwing full axes. Okay. And then they have like, they like, you never seen like a log show, like Buckley log shows famous. They used to have them on ESPN. And then they like stand on a piece of wood and you got to chop it to see who can break it in half first. They're chopping it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have seen that. Is yeah, it a half hour here? So at the fair, it's only a half hour. I know in September, the Buckley Log Show is like the famous one around here, down in Buckley, Washington. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's like an all-day, like, you know, bunch of dudes. This is just, like, the, the fair just has like five dudes that travel around, and it's like, cheer for the dude from Washington versus the guy from Michigan. It's like, boo, Michigan. <laughs> do you think they're using the same uh, like do you think those guys are actually from those places or they're just like hyping up the crowd oh i have no idea but i fell for it okay do you think these guys travel around to different fairs and do it and just uh, i was just envisioning them just like next month there'll be another fair somewhere and these same five guys will have five new names and five new locations to get a whole new like they just pick the different locations based on where they are. I mean, you're, you're probably, I mean, I fell for it as I was like Michigan, Wisconsin, I'm like team Washington, but you're right. They probably, wherever they go, it's always like, yeah. Like if we're in Oregon, like you're from Oregon today, Pete. Yeah. What do they call them? The, the admirals that they always have play the globe trotters. Oh, the Senate. I think it's the senators, right? The Washington senators, Washington senators. Yeah. They just <laughs> always have one guy that's out there winning. Yeah, and they have, like, stands, but, like, we were kind of sitting off to the side, and we were just, like, uh, like reacting, like, come on, Washington. And we realized, like, oh, everybody's looking at us. Because yeah, at this point, right, the stomach's fine. I found a nice private porta potty like, behind the stage. So now I'm like, let's get fucking fired up again. Come on, Washington. <laughs> so you got Ted Smith sports fan over the log show. Correct, yeah. Because they had a guy from Washington. Right, because right. Or, or he was said to be from Washington. Okay, just one, though, and there was four other guys? Correct. Did the guy from Washington win? Uh, man, I can't remember. Because at the <laughs> end, like, a team <laughs> That's the best win. answer you could have given. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he was on it, but they had, like, teams at the end. The main thing is they still run up that giant pole. That was, like, the last thing. And I was like, this is cool. No, no harnesses or nets or anything. Just, I mean, they don't have nets, but they, they definitely have harnesses and uh, those crampons or whatever. And okay. it's, like, it's the soft. regular equipment. Yeah. But yeah. Like, the people I was, I was with, they were all from Monroe and they were just kind of laughing. Cause I just had, I mean, the biggest eating grin on my face, like, holy cow, they're going to do this. Like I'd seen it on TV, but I'd never actually seen a log show in person. 
Oh, that's cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, actually, it was. It was a lot of fun. And it was a beautiful day. Saturday or Sunday? Uh, we went up there on Sunday. Yeah, Saturday was a... Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're not going to read... We're not going to read any emails because Cobb's not here and I didn't bother to have him forward them to me. That's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> so we can check in with what's Matting in there. All right. Uh, well, let's see. I didn't write anything down about what happened, but I can remember enough of this stuff. It was kind of an action-packed weekend, man. Uh, Friday, I was training um, one of my buddies uh, that also knows Cobb, and we were just like in the middle of a session, and he just got Mariners tickets through his work, and then uh, he was like, "Do you and Tyler want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I think." And like, we we're just on Zoom, so I ran and checked, and Tyler was down, and I was like, "Yeah, we're in." And then he hit up Cobb, so we all, you know. Uh, we all went to the Mariners game Friday night and like, I got that. I, I got that offer too, but I was like, damn it. I, he was like, Matt and Tyler are going. I was like, ah, I can't, I had a buddy landing. So I was like, I got to go meet my buddy at the airport tonight. Or I would have been with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's right. Yeah. It's all of our friends and you know, yeah, it was just like, it was this wild, really quick, spontaneous thing where I was literally like on zoom and I was like, Okay, man, do your push-ups this way for this many. Like, you know how to do push-ups. I know this many isn't going to, like, push you to injury or anything crazy. Like, do them. I'll go check. And I, like, set them up with a set of push-ups. And I was like, yeah, you're on your own count, you know, and I'll be right back. And I was like, yep, we're in. Came back in. How's the set? Cool. <laughs> how long have you been resting for? <laughs> I would have been like, uh, 15 seconds. I just started resting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was a ton of fun, man. Uh, you know, we didn't know who they were playing. Uh, I don't think any of us did. Turns out it was the Royals. Um, All right. I don't know how the Royals are doing. Apparently the Mariners, like, stood a chance to uh, go to the playoffs at that point. Uh, they didn't win the game. But the game was exciting. First two innings, the M's loaded the bases. So... We showed up to some early offense, some excitement. I don't think they didn't, they left some runners on in those situations, but they scored a few runs, right? And it was, it was a fun, exciting start to the game, but the first two innings took like an hour just for them. <laughs> so well, the I knew, I knew we left men on base when you said they loaded up the bases in the first two innings. You didn't open with, they scored a shit ton of runs in the first two innings. Right, right. There was three separate instances that the bases were loaded in the first two innings. One of them, you know, they actually did score a run and advance, and then they reloaded them, right? But um, or someone got out. I don't remember, but three separate instances of bases loaded for the Mariners, and very exciting. But just delays the first two innings like big time. And then the rest of the game takes usual baseball amount. You know, I don't know. We did we did two laps around the stadium 
Our seats were awesome. They were third row in right center field. All right. So I didn't. All right. I don't know that I've sat out there. It was fun, man. Like, but we realized we were in home run territory. Oh, for sure. Very quickly. None of us knew we would be in home run territory. None of us brought gloves. Two of us ate edibles and Cobb had smoked a joint beforehand. Me and Tyler ate edibles and smoked our own joint beforehand too. So like, we're all really high and we're like, we could get hit with home runs and we don't have gloves, guys. <laughs> you could, I mean, look, you know enough to put your hands up. Right. But you, we're not thinking about that. And so Cobb and I were both, I was probably the worst about this with my depth perception, but I thought every single fucking ball that was hit, even if it was fouled off behind home plate, I was sure it was coming right for us, Ted. <laughs> were you the early jumper? There's always yes. an early jumper. I think every fly ball, he's like out of his seat. like oh. Foul balls, multiple foul ball jumps and like, let me protect you, girlfriend. Like, and she, <laughs> I'm not not concerned one bit. It's not anywhere near me. I used to play fast pitch. <laughs> it's really easy to tell for her. She was the most chill, and yeah. Uh, so that was that was definitely uh, a fun part of the experience. Was suspecting that home runs were coming for me every single time. Um, but yeah, we did two laps. You know, it was it was a long it was a longer game, but we had chill seats and didn't really think much of anything. Uh, it was interesting with like the COVID. There, she was like, "There's a code word now because a lot more people are doing paperless tickets." And so like all of our tickets were on our friend's phone, right? So it's like, "Hey, your code word to get into the section is fireworks," since you don't have tickets. The, the section code word is fireworks. And I was like, cool. So you feel like you're going into a tree house every time you go to your seats, right? Like what's the password fireworks. <laughs> and there's a lot of kids at this game, Ted. And so the game goes to nine. It's tied up. The Royals tied up. The Mariners goes to extra innings. We're all like, hey, nothing else to do. Four of us, you know, cool. We'll hang out. Let's watch some extra innings. Free baseball, right? Yeah. See what happens. In the 10th, Royals score. Mariners retie it. We go to 11. The Royals wind up winning, right? But at this point, we had those extra long first two innings, the usual baseball, the extra innings, bunch of pitching changes and stuff. There's kids all over this stadium still around. Right. And I'm like, oh, and then it says, like, stick around for the fireworks. fireworks night. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I'm like, I'm with you. Like, that's four hours of baseball. And it's like, right. Because then they get like season ticket holders get to go out in the field and stuff. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, people are we, we must really have a good fired up fan base and really be like fired up about being four games out of the wild card this year, whatever it was. Right. Like wow, people are in it for this team. This is so exciting. But, like, the kids behind us are asleep. Like, mom and dad just must really like it. And then I realized once the fireworks started, it was like those parents told their kids there were fireworks, and they have to stay now. So, like, yeah, just a bunch of people 
it felt like, in, especially right behind us, like the people were definitely stuck waiting for those fireworks because their kids were excited for the fireworks. And then it was just a super long game before they were able to leave. The game went till like 1130 and the fireworks started at midnight. Damn. Right. And I was just thinking about the amount of parents that wanted to leave. You know, ideally they would have done it in the seventh, but they knew there's fireworks at the end. We got to stay till the end. But man, those first two innings were long. And then it goes into extras. And then the half hour between or whatever it was. Yeah, but that had to be cool, too, because there wasn't like massive fireworks this year on Fourth of July. So it was probably cool to actually see a full fireworks show. I had a lot of fun with the fireworks show. Like I said, we didn't even know about it. It was just a massive surprise to us until after extra innings. The entire game, we didn't figure it out. Like, there were signs. Uh, yeah, like the password was firework. Yeah, and the password was literally fireworks. And we're like, cool, well, yeah, I know you guys do them sometimes, but we had no idea. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, that was a ton of fun, man. So shout out to uh, Cobb for coming out. My buddy Zach was like super cool about hooking up the tickets. And it was just a fun, spontaneous Friday trip to T-Mobile now. almost said Safeco. Yeah. Um, what would you get up to the rest of the weekend? Saturday, we went up to Marysville. Uh, our buddy Josh uh, oh, from yeah. Meltdown, his mom who she's been to like a couple of our gatherings and knows some of the crew. Um, but she's been one of my clients for a while now. And is like, you know, just, just a rock star. She's my client that hit a hundred pounds lost, which is like pretty wild. And yeah. took her sweet ass time getting there, which I'm equally proud of. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so it's her birthday and Josh is in the Scoblins and they were playing in his in her front yard, I guess. Um, and so Shazita and Neil were there, uh, Josh and Gretchen and, you know, uh, saw Craig and yeah, just just some of the crew it was a ton of fun uh, seeing live music in my friend's front yard. Like, I don't know. I know Josh had hit me up, but I was supposed to be at a wedding reception and then that got canceled. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the Seahawks game. Oh, OK. You were at the Seahawks game. Yeah, we were close to hanging out twice this weekend. <laughs> and we both just did other like exciting stuff. That's summer for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we just almost missed each other. and We both sat at home and watched the games ourselves or something. But we almost watched them together. It's like. We were both flying all over this place, man. Yeah, for sure. And that is summer in Seattle. Like, I saw our mutual friend. Well, people that listen to the podcast, George, you know, used to be George the Black Republican. He's still a Black Republican. I did, we just call him George now as so we hang out with him. But, yeah, I saw him Friday night because he was like, dude, when are we going to hang out? I was like, uh, if you want to hang out by the airport at, down at Sharps, waiting for my buddy Baird, like, you're more than welcome. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, but same thing, because it was like, I'm booked out, like, the next two weekends, and he was like, this is the only one we can get in. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and he's the sort of dude that would. And I don't know, he might have been flying somewhere anyways. He's always... You never know with that guy. Yeah. No, that's that's super cool. Um, wow, you saw George this weekend, too. Oh, dude, nice. trust me. You're, that's what we're saying. Like, you were doing it, I was doing it. Like, I was... I mean, I was basically politicking all weekend. 
Yeah. Action packed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, I don't even really remember what. Ha- yeah, it was just a, a crazy weekend. A lot of fun. Summer's still in full effect. I know, like, you can tell it's 10 degrees cooler or whatever. And, like, you weren't kidding about those hoodies. I thought you sent the hoodie SOS out a bit early this year, Ted. But, wow, hoodie Domus over here. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, man. You know I'm always on that 10-day forecast. I'm always looking ahead, making, reaching, stretching for new ground. Yeah, yep. And I reached for my hoodie like two days after you said that. I think it was a couple weeks ago now, but yeah, it was super funny. All right, let's see. Uh, I was going to try to have a Taryn topic, but she was a little busy today because it's uh, her kid's second birthday. So she never texted me, so. Understandable, I guess. Yeah. Did you lead with, hey, happy birthday to your son? No. So Taryn's husband's name is Brad. Their kid's name is Barrett. And I said, hey, Taryn, random question. Can we get a Taryn topic today? And she goes, well, it's B's birthday. Like, we're having dinner. I don't know if I'll be home in time. And I go, ah, you'll probably be busy having sex. And she's like, no, idiot. Barrett's birthday. I was like, oh, (laughs) my bad, Taryn. celebrate how we got here right she's like brad's birthday isn't for a couple weeks i'm like all right yeah 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 that makes yeah yeah i would i should be a better friend i should have right that would have been amazing if i had been smart enough to be like happy birthday little dude you're too but yeah i'm not that good (laughs) (laughs) oh all right well there you go there's another uh home episode uh we will be back next week I think Cobb's back in town. If not, Matt and I, we might have another fighter on. And then, yeah, the week after, I got a little time off. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Matt, good to see you. Thanks for uh, getting one done with me. We got, a, uh, we got, we got Albert on there. And, again, that's uh, Cage Fort, uh, September 11th, Emerald Queen Casino. And I, I don't bet on these fights. But my money would be on him. Oof. <laughs> yeah. All right. For MCTP, for – Me? (laughs) Lee Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers.